Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alama. This is program number 627. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got uh, music, uh, letters, and a powerful message, really an insight into the real living God. But let's pray right now. Father, uh, thank you so much for this message today. Uh, Let it fall just as you want it to. Lord, destroy the works of Satan. Uh, Lord, who are the heathen to be judging the churches today? And that's what these uh, child molesting, homosexual churches are doing, this big cult mystery babylon in rome italy uh where the seven mountains and the seven or seven hills are lord destroy as you said you would that cult and uh lord destroy every one of their offshoots throughout the uh world father god um, opened closed doors to them rebuke satan that runs them and uh, give open up every door to the born again Christians, the people that are really of you. Uh, Lord, uh, send in finances, mighty amounts of them. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, you give us millions more souls in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, now uh, we've got a group here that sounds real good. They're called the Kingdom Heirs. H-E-I-R-S, heirs of the kingdom, in other words. And um, they're going to sing for you right now, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. You may 
Praise the Lord. I love that song. I remember being in Montana and wanting to join the Navy, and I did when I was 16 years old. That was in 1950, and I couldn't get over uh, me having seen the harbor there in San Diego. That's where I went through boot camp at USNTC, the United States Naval Training Center, and uh, went to Camp Elliott, and then I was stationed over on North Island. They used to use what they called the nickel digger back then. They'd go back and forth from the San Diego, the shore, and uh, North Island. It's about a half-hour ride on the ocean. It's uh, quite impressionable. Uh, I was impressed quite a bit as a young lad. Okay, now we've got some letters. Uh, that harbor lights, uh, and also the... Um, and let the lower lights be burning. Uh, that reminds me of that very much. All right, we have some letters. Uh, Sharon, where's the first one from? From Brooklyn, New York. All right, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor Lamo, I thank and praise God and the Lord Jesus Christ for you and your ministry and the great things you are doing for his service in these last days. Pastor Lamo, I've been distributing varieties of your tracts and would like to request some of the others for distribution, Brace Yourselves and Love and Affection, Pope Secrets and Fugitive Pope, and some more of your testimony tracts. I would be very thankful if you can send me a giant or large print Bible for myself. I will continue to send my tithes to your ministries, for it is the only true work of God on this earth in these last days. I know you are God's prophet in these end times, and I look forward to getting the programs in the mail. I listen to them one right after the other when I'm driving on long trips. I distribute your literature in the different cities and towns that I stay in. I pray for you and your church that God protects you and keeps you, for I know he talks to you and through you. People in this rotten world hear your messages and know it is God speaking through you, for your messages are miracles in themselves. The Lord is great and great in you, Pastor. I thank God for you and his ministry, for there has never been one like this and never will be. I am anxiously awaiting your correspondence if you would grant me this request. Thank you always, and may the Lord Jesus continue to bless and strengthen you. May his spirit continue to lead you and guide you always. Again, thank you, God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for the greatest work of God that ever was. Sincerely, F. Perez from Brooklyn, New York. Yes, I'll tell you what, we really need to get more of the Pope secrets uh, that the Lord gave me and also the Fugitive Pope and all those uh, messages in the New York area, more and more of them. We distributed well over, uh, I believe it's close to, uh, for sure, back uh, about 10 years ago, it was around 100 million of the pieces of literature like that, um, Pope secrets and Fugitive Pope, and we need to get more of them into New York and Washington, D.C. After all those that I've distributed, it just seems like uh, he never came out here. He wouldn't do that because we've saturated this area in Los Angeles. And, um, I mean, we really need to expose this child-molesting homosexual church. They keep talking about polygamous cults and Polygamy is of the Bible. It is in the Bible. There's no condemnation for it, but there certainly is 
condemnation in the Bible for homosexuality. God's going to burn them up. And also for uh, the way that they are uh, using little children as pedophiles uh, and uh, the child molesting and um, child abusing church cult and this uh, homosexual cult. There needs to be a stop put to them. They need to be imprisoned. And uh, they say that they, uh, they can do anything in the world and not be prosecuted for it because they say that they are another country. You know, in Singapore, if they see somebody uh, even smoking pot, they hang them on the spot. Now, they should not be given immunity to come into this country and uh, molest children and uh, be homosexuals. Uh, any kind of drug that you take in Singapore, they just, even when you're aboard the ship, they'll pull you off that ship, all, everyone there. And uh, if they catch a sailor or two or three sailors smoking pot or snorting uh, any kind of a uh, drug, and uh, they have gallows there, and just uh, they want all the sailors on board ship, the entire boxer or Ticonderoga or any of those ships come in there and they make the sailors and everybody in town hang those people to death uh, for uh, what they do. Why are they allowed the, the, uh, to uh, come into this country and do the things that they do and everybody just worships the, them. Uh, it's because the Pope is pulling the strings. He says, uh, no, we uh, will not be prosecuted. Well, you will in heaven. I, I know there's a bunch of limp-wristed Casper Milk Toast people that the Pope has chosen to run this country and many other countries. It's a joke to them. They're just having a ball, but they will not in heaven. God's going to destroy them. He's going to not just hang them, but he's going to burn them forever in hell and in the lake of fire. All right. Do you have uh, any other letters here? Yes. All right. Let's hear it. Where is it from? From Zambia, Africa. All right. Let's hear it. To my world pastor, I greatly appreciate the almighty God for you to be part of my life. I've said so because what you are doing in my life is great in the sense that I am also doing the same to other lives who are thirsty to the word of God. Pastor, I was glad when I received the parcel. Indeed, many lives are being touched and changed when I give them tracts and Bibles. My place now is a Tony Alamo ministry. People are very happy. They are always looking for this literature of the beloved Pastor Tony. Surely, Tony, you are the one anointed by God. Pastor Tony, kindly help me. Please send me more literature, 20 holy Bibles, 10 t-shirts, 10 sweatshirts. I'm also appealing to the Alamo ministry if you can help me with three bicycles, please, to use in reaching rural areas for the work of God. Please, please. These are the sizes and amount of t-shirts and sweatshirts I'm requesting, listed below. We need your every kind of help. Pastor, may you allow me to come and visit you? God richly bless you and the ministry. We are praying for you. God bless all. Hemalel Nasser from Zambia, Africa. Okay. So uh, we've got uh, what I want to talk to you about today is uh, I'm going to be speaking about the Lord 
commanding people to be absolutely perfect in the Old and New Testament. Now, uh, uh, the Old and New Testament. So uh, if you uh, will recall, Adam and his wife uh, Eve committed one sin. Uh, one sin. This is to show the severity of God. He gives you the greatest opportunity that could ever be uh, given to anybody here on earth. And what does he do, uh, these two? Is they uh, committed the one sin, the one and only sin, because nothing else was sin to them. They didn't know what sin was. With the exception of eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they did it. They committed one sin. And because of committing that sin, all humanity became cursed. Because uh, she's the mother, Eve is, of uh, all flesh. And uh, that's just one sin. Uh, which shows us uh, that if we commit one sin, we've committed them all. That's what the Bible says. In this case, it was uh, disobedience to God. Uh, because, you know, something disobedience to God, the Bible says, is the same sin as witchcraft. And the Bible says, suffer not, uh, suffer not a witch to live. And there be no witches in the kingdom of heaven. Won't that be wonderful? There'll be no homosexuals there. And there'll be no IRS. There'll be no unjust government. And once you're there, there's no way that you can get out. God knows those uh, that he's going to put there because he's going to put them through some testing here on this side of eternity. Uh, God tests people. He'll allow you to be poor for a while. But, uh, you know, if you're keeping his commandments, he's going to um, make sure that you always have some miraculous thing. Uh, sometimes, you know, with people that don't have much money, a basket full of food or a box full of food coming just in time is a miracle to them, and it is. And now, the first king of Israel also, his name was King Saul. All he did, God made him the first king. All he did is commit one sin. Uh, he disobeyed God, and his entire kingdom was taken away from him and was given uh, to uh, David. Now Saul was cursed because he committed one sin. Disobeyed. He disobeyed God. The uh, Holy Spirit left him. And he went to hell and was waiting to be cast into the lake of fire. Now you say, well that was the Old Testament. Well, let's go into the New Testament now. Uh, Ananias and Sapphira committed one sin. Uh, they sold their houses and whatever, and they uh, held back money. Yeah, but uh, the sin was uh, uh, that uh, that the, that they lied to the Holy Spirit. So that you know that was one sin, and immediately they dropped dead. They came in. And Peter said, "Why have you found it in your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit?" And they were in the congregation. He says, the money was yours. You didn't have to say, I gave it all to the Lord. 
You didn't have to say that. You could have held back whatever you wanted, but everybody else was giving everything they had to the Lord, and they got to stay in the congregation. Adam and Eve did not serve the Lord with all their whole heart. And the Bible commands those that the first commandment is to give all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength to the Lord. If you don't do that, you've broken every commandment. Now, Adam and Eve did not serve the Lord with uh, their whole heart. Saul never served the Lord, King Saul, with his whole heart either. And Ananias and Sapphira never served the Lord with their whole heart. They lied to God, to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Judas Iscariot, uh, he betrayed the Lord. He betrayed the Lord Jesus. Well, he he knew uh, Jesus did, uh, that there was a devil among him, and he knew who the devil was. Um, He was really thinking that he was overpowering Jesus, but he's in hell right now. As I speak, the entire nation of Israel did not serve the Lord with their whole heart. And what happened to them? Uh, They were um, penalized for their disobedience. Well, what does that mean, penalized? They had to, uh, first of all, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And during that period of time, they all died, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, who served God with their whole heart. Even Moses spoke unadvisedly and had to die. Just one sin. And he wasn't allowed to go into the Holy Land because he smote the rock twice. The smiting of the rock so that the water came out of it to feed the close to three million people and cattle and uh, all the thing, pe- people and animals that they had with them, uh, that was uh, necessary for Christ to give that, uh, the water to them. And the manna as well that was on the ground every morning, with the exception on the Sabbath. But the manna um, stayed uh, till uh, the next day. Uh, so they got double amount uh, before the day before the Sabbath, and the, there was enough to last them for the two days. Sabbath to the Jew and that God gave them was when the sun goes down on Saturday uh, or Friday, and then on Saturday when the sun goes down. And then the Sabbath is over, and in Israel, they I live there, and all of them get out there and start dancing and singing and buying ice cream and things like that. Now, Dathan and his companions, well, says, when Moses spoke unadvisedly, and he smote the rock twice, that was to say that Christ had to die twice. No, he only had to die once. And he said he's alive forevermore. He's never going to die again. One sin 
all the entire uh, nation of Israel had to die on the desert and then be um, tested all the time. Now, their offspring got to go into the Holy Land. The sons and daughters that were born during the 40 years that their mothers and dads were disobedient. Now, Dathan and his companions committed one sin also. They didn't love the Lord with their whole heart. Same thing with all of Israel. Well, uh, what they did is they were trying to talk, take over the congregation from Moses. And God opened up the earth and swallowed them into hell. Whole, live, their pots, their pans, their tents, everything that they had went right down into hell uh, expressly. Uh, with uh, themselves first, of course. Did, disobedience is the same sin as witchcraft. Again, I say it. And Lord, again, I'm going to say it. Uh, it tells us, suffer not a witch to live. And, of course, we don't kill them because we don't have guns, bullets, bombs. And we don't strangle people. We don't do any of that. We just pray that God will take care of these people and if all the Christians would unite together. Because what kind of a godly kingdom would it be if the Christians were separate? They weren't all believing the same way. And who wants to commit one sin? Uh, Christians, uh, not even one of them rose up and backed me up when I was... Uh, being railroaded into prison on a false internal revenue service case. But it, I marveled at it. It didn't get me ticked off or anything, but I felt sorry for them because they're, they're going to hell because the Bible says that uh, we are to help one another. Even uh, people that are not saved, we're supposed to help them. It's like the Good Samaritan. He didn't ask, uh, you got the priest that walked by this man that had been um, robbed of the things that he had. Uh, the man, um, uh, somebody or a band of people robbed him and beat him up. They told him, what you have is mine and we're taking it. And they beat him up very badly. And then a Levite and a priest come by different times and they looked at him and said, be warmed and filled, be warmed and filled, and just walked on, didn't care anything about him. But a person that never claimed to be a religious man whatsoever or a born-again Christian, he went down and uh, cleaned his wounds and uh, gave him water something to drink, poured wine on his wounds so that the alcohol would burn the germs away, put him on his own uh, uh, animal and took him to an inn and paid the money for him and told him, look, I'm going on a trip, he told the innkeeper, and if um, uh, whatever else he owes you, like food and taking care, make sure you take care of him real good, and when I come back, whatever the bill is, I'll pay it. That's so unlike people that call themselves Christians today. Uh, you take some of these people that have got no telling how much money. They say, well, I go into my closet and give people my old dresses. Isn't she sweet? 
Uh, that isn't what the Bible tells you to do. It tells you to go out and win souls and to uh, not sin any longer. And not to tell people lies like you don't have to keep the commandments of the Lord. The Lord says we have to serve him with the whole heart, all of the heart, all of our soul, every bit of our being. Oh, people that call themselves Christians say, that's somebody else's ministry, not mine. But the Lord says that isn't so. The whole heart, all of Israel died, remember, all the old timers that didn't believe that way. And, and they didn't believe in God, and they didn't serve him with the whole heart. Saul, Adam, and Eve, and look at the destruction it's caused in this world. So um, the Lord says we have to serve him with the whole heart, soul, mind, and all of our strength, all of it. Now, that doesn't leave any time for basketball, football, baseball, ping pong, uh, golf, uh, boxing. Oh, wait a minute. Now you're hitting on my prime thing. Uh, to hell with you. Uh, because that's where you're going anyway, because your whole life happens to be these things and entertainment and pornography, some of you, and, um, whoredoms, homosexuality. We have to make a living. Like when I was witnessing to prostitutes over in France with a friend of mine, uh, they said, well, we have to make a living. If I quit being a prostitute, is God going to support me and my children? I said, yes, he will. You could fly into, uh, and I'll pay the plane fare, you could fly into one of our churches, and, and uh, you'll never have to work another day in your life except for the Lord. And so one of them decided to do that, and so uh, we put her in a room, and... Uh, the next morning, the brothers were very disgusted when I got up, and I said, what's the matter? And they said, she wants to still be a prostitute. No, she doesn't love the Lord at all with the whole heart. She doesn't love him at all. And she doesn't seem to think that the, what the Lord is saying is the truth, that she'll just have to spend eternity in hell in the lake of fire. And so I asked her, one of the brothers spoke French, and I asked her, uh, in other words, do you still want to be a prostitute? And she was sitting on the hood of a car at nighttime when we were going by, and so we stopped and witnessed to her. And she says, and then she decided to go, and then she said, does he still want to be a prostitute? And take a chance that you're going to be killed, and go, and then also for sure wind up in hell? And the lake of fire, she said, we which means yes in French, in case you don't know. And she said in French to my friend, she says, can I have a, I have a Bible? Mm. So keep the Bible. Just get her out of here. I don't want to see her. So we have to, if we don't serve it with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we have a spot or a blemish or a sin on our garment, on our spirit that's going to depart from our body, could be today. Therefore, uh, we spend eternity in hell. No spot, no blemish, no sin will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
serving the Lord with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, with our whole spirit, is very necessary. Not only serve God with the whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, but do it with zeal. In other words, to lay this uh, life that you're living now, lay it down and give everything to the Lord. Or the Lord will spoo you out of his mouth if you don't do it with zeal. That's Revelation 3, 15, and 16. Have you got it marked there till you, so you can read it? Yes. Read it then. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That means he'll spit you out of his mouth. He'll blot you out of the Lamb's book of life in the Bible. Now, Miriam uh, committed sin. She didn't like the fact that uh, she, uh, Moses, Moses' third wife, and Moses went to heaven, folks, because uh, polygamy is not a sin. And Moses was an old man. He didn't even get in the ministry until he was um, 80 years old. And his wives were all young. Now, today's homosexual, child-molesting government wants to make you think that an older man, that it's a horrible sin, that he's a dirty old, filthy old man if he gets married to a young wife. Um, I'm married to a young wife. My wife is 50 years old, and I'm uh, 73, almost 74 in September. And uh, you're going to arrest me for that? I mean... Uh, she's not as young as she used to be when we first got married, but uh, she's uh, turned, uh, we've been married about, what, how many years? 19, 20 years now, isn't it? Almost 19. Almost 19 years. And so she was around uh, 30 years old, weren't you? Yeah. Yes. And I was a few years older than you. And, you know, you look in the in the Bible, uh, and you'll see that uh, Isaac was uh, 40 years old. He was married. He got married to a 10-year-old girl, Rebecca. And um, she bore Jacob, Esau and Jacob. And the Lord said, uh, Jacob, I have loved. And he changed his name to Israel. But Esau, I hate. So you got a God here that uh, really uh, hates if you don't keep his commandment. Just break one and see. Well, we did it ignorantly. Well, then you can be for- forgiven for that. But if you uh, did it on purpose and you're going to you're going to decide to continue committing sin, uh, there's no hope for you. So this uh, Miriam was complaining about. Um, Moses's third wife, because she was black, she was an Ethiopian, and so God uh, whipped some uh, leprosy on her. She was as white as snow, and Moses was begging for her life, 
And uh, the Lord made Miriam stay outside the camp for quite a few days, at least seven days, even after Moses pled with God for that, for that she should be spared. Those who blaspheme the Holy Spirit, and there's many people doing that today. Take, for instance, if you uh, take the mark of the beast. The beast is this wicked one-world government. It's an international government that's run by the Pope. If you take his mark, and a lot of people are being marked on their uh, right hands or on their foreheads. If you take that mark, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Just know this right now that you're doomed for hell and the lake of fire. There's no forgiveness for you in this world or in the world to come. No forgiveness, not here or in the world to come at the judgment bar of God. How uh, does this child-molesting homosexual cult expect to get by with the things that they are doing to people? who are not sinning. How's he going to get by with this? And uh, where does he come off, you know, uh, saying that he's going to make sure that it's changed? Uh, really, the only one that can change a person from what they're doing today. Now, if you're, you've never been saved before, you still, and you're a homosexual, or a lesbian, or a porn star, or working in pornography, or anything, or an owner of pornography company, you can come to the Lord, and he'll forgive every filthy sin you've ever committed in your life. But then you have to continue on in him. I'm asking everyone to pray that God will destroy those who are attempting to destroy Christian works all over the world. Now, we're uh, supposed to be one in Christ Jesus. And all those of us that are one in Christ Jesus, we don't fight each other. What we do is we help one another. We all pray together. And the Lord tells us to fight, to fight the good fight of faith. The Lord, through the Apostle Paul, states that we have to be fully armored with the whole armor of God. We have to have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We have to have the cloak of zeal. We have to have the shield of faith and the double-edged sword girt about with truth. And uh, put on the boot of the gospel because a bunch of snakes and vipers are going to be biting at our boots. But if God be with us, who could be against us? People are being destroyed in this world because of the this pope, this homosexual pope, this child molesting, this lying dog. And he didn't come to Los Angeles because we've spread the news about him here. He didn't dare come into this place. And if he does, I mean, he's got about... 45,000 troops guarding him in a bulletproof uh, uh, van or whatever you want to call it. They call it the Pope Mobile because he knows he's not God. Only people think this. How do you figure that a child molesting a homosexual uh, leader is God? You people, uh, if you think that, then you've taken the mark of the beast already. And you're doomed to hell for blasphemy.
And also what they're doing is attacking uh, people that are not sinning. I'm asking everyone to pray that God will destroy them who are attempting to destroy uh, Christian people, Christian works all over the world. God said he would do a new thing in these last days. Read it. That's in Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God is doing a new thing right now. And these devils don't know what that is, but I do. God has promised the two witnesses that if anyone attempts to kill them, that all we got to do is pray and God will kill them with the same manner of way that they're trying to kill us. Uh, let's kill them by accident. You got to make it look like an accident. Now they say to one another, they'll be killed in accidents. That's the way it is. Father, in Jesus name, you have to keep your word. You said so. That's what the two witnesses are going to be able to do is to bring any kind of plague on earth that they want to. That is necessary and God will do it for them. Pray that God will rain down his wrath on these people. The, God, uh, the cup of God's indignation is filled to the brim. Uh, his wrath. And he has had it with the people of this earth. Now the beginning of sorrows has already started. Now remember this, that these are just the beginning of sorrows that you're seeing today. Earthquakes all over the place, twisters, typhoons, tsunamis, sicknesses, diseases, infirmities, uh, plagues of uh, uh, starvation going on. It's going to get worse and worse, the Bible says. And it's not caused by Mother Nature or global warming at all. It's God who is uh, doing this, uh, these things. He said he will. So, uh, and he is doing it, so repent or perish. Uh, Revelation 16, verse 19 states, go ahead, read it. And the great city was divided into three parts. Well, what is that great city? That's Rome, folks. Rome, there's uh, an old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. And when I was there looking at everything, it looked like it took a million years to make that. There's statues everywhere, just like the idolaters have. And um, I felt going around because some of them are nude, you know, and I, I felt like taking a hammer and going around at nighttime and breaking off all the uncomely parts because it's lewd and it's pornography. So, um, and the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon, that's mystery Babylon, came into remembrance before God 
to give unto uh, her the cup. Now, this is what God's going to do to Rome and the Vatican. To give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Revelation 16, verse 19. Read it. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. All right. So it's going to happen, and it's happening real soon. We're really in the last days. Now, um, who's going to read chapter 11 of Hebrews? Because this is the hall of, not fame, but the hall of faith. Okay, read it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, now, what does that mean? Well, uh, faith is a very big substance because uh, if you believe that God will, uh, if you serve him with your whole heart, mind, soul, strength, and spirit, you're going to inherit everything that he has. And if you believe that, then that's substantial. That's the substance. Substance of what? Ah, it's the substance of the, it's actually the evidence of things not seen. Uh, is uh, So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we know we have a lot of hope because we know we're keeping God's commandments and we know that we're resisting evil. We're coming against evil just like God does. So how do we know they're evil? Because the Bible says so. God, uh, his word, is uh, God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And therefore we know what his word says, and therefore we can prophesy uh, with his word and the things that he tells us to do and say. We can prophesy what's going to happen. All right, so now let's uh, go on. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that you can't see. Okay, read uh, verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good report. They re- well, what's so good about having a good report? Because uh, when you give a good report to the Lord, then uh, whatsoever you ask the Lord, he'll give it to you. Now, verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Yes, God spoke the word and the whole world was framed by the word of God. Don't listen to these supposedly uh, supposed scientists that say the world has been here for hundreds of millions of years. A lot of false teachers and preachers have been deceived into believing that. But the world, in the beginning, it was around 7,000 years ago. All right, then what? So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. No, they're made of atoms and molecules and uh, what else here? For by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Okay, well, what was that? Now, the sacrifice was... 
the blood of animals and the animals themselves, representing or showing God that they believe that he's setting a Messiah into the world, that he himself is coming to the world as God. This is what he told Adam and Eve, I'm coming to the world as a man in the last days, and I'm going to die for you, and if you accept my blood... If you, you have to do it now, I'm telling you what's going to happen in the future. And if you believe what I'm saying that's going to happen in the future, well, then I'm going to give you an opportunity to not go to hell and to the lake of fire, but you can be saved. And that's what happened. And then what? Now, Abel gave uh, uh, lambs. He slaughtered lambs to say, Father, I believe that you're going to send the lamb of God. I'm going to slaughter this and sprinkle this blood on this altar, and I'm going to burn him. But what did Cain do? Cain uh, was a farmer, and he uh, offered up vegetables and fruit. There was no blood in uh, vegetables or fruit, and therefore the Lord uh, despised his uh, his uh, offering because it had no virtue of the blood of Jesus. It didn't point to God himself coming to this earth as a man to shed his blood for the sins of people, and so therefore... He's cursed into hell in the lake of fire forever. Then what? By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Right. He was righteous because he acknowledged God's sacrifice for us. And if you don't, God despises you. And you despise God, but that isn't going to do you any good. You're not in the driver's seat. You're not sitting on the throne of God, and you have no power to do anything evil to God. And if you do anything evil to God, God is going he's going to do it. You're not going to send God to hell. You're not going to punch him in the nose and make his nose bleed and fracture his jaw. You can't hurt him. Don't you get it? You cannot hurt God, but he can destroy your body and sling your soul into hell. Then what? God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. Right, he pleased the Lord. Now Enoch has to come back and die, because it's appointed unto every man uh, to die, and after death the judgment. So he has to come back, uh, but uh, and I believe he's on earth right now. Then what? Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he yeah. that... I see, yeah, that's right. It's impossible to please God unless you do what he says. Then what? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. No, he's uh, not a rewarder of those that say they're Christians. But he's a rewarder of those who diligently uh, seek him. Because you cannot really find God unless you diligently seek him. And uh, this is what it means to give him all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because you won't have any time if you're watching television one to ten hours a day, like they say people are doing, to seek him or do anything for him. Okay? Verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Oh, right. Now I see my time is up, but Noah, 
uh, he never even got there until he was 500 years old. By faith, Abraham, a polygamist, now remember he had many wives, when he was what? Called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. All right, so I have to stop right there, and I pray that God will let me continue this message tomorrow. Make sure you listen in. So um, right now it's time to pray. It's time for you to pray. And if you pray with me, you'll be saved. And if you're, if you really have a sincere heart, and you will be saved, you'll be saved. Now say this prayer, Father, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins, and I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to do the same for me if I continue on to the end. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just praise and thank the Lord. Raise your hands up and give glory unto him and set up football, basketball, baseball, uh, heroes. They are no, they're nothing. They can't do anything to help your soul, your eternal soul. No one can but the Lord. And thank him and praise him for saving your soul. Now, get yourself a good uh, Bible, and Sharon will tell you now how to receive a copy of this program, number 627, that's free, including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370, that's 479-782-7370. 7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo again saying tune in tomorrow for another um, dosage of God's instructions on how to walk that straight and narrow path to heaven one day at a time. And now here's the kingdom heirs to sing, My Brother, I Have Been Rescued. Rodney Griffin as I've been rescued. Some people ask me why I'm so happy even when sorrows press on. They see me laughing while the storm's raging. They wonder where I get my song. But they cannot see the I faced not so very long ago well, To comprehend this joy that's within There's something they need to know Well, I've been 
Set free, forgiven. 
Habemos 